Welcome to Art That Overcomes, where we are redefining identity after narcissistic abuse. My name is Jennifer, and I'm an artist, licensed art therapist, and coach who helps women like you overcome the lasting effects of narcissistic abuse. It's the anxiety, self-doubt, and lack of confidence that can keep us stuck even long after the abusive relationship has ended. Together, we are redefining our identities, one drawing or painting at a time, because it's your turn to take charge now, no narcissists allowed. I teach all my clients the same art and writing technique that's been so life-changing in my own recovery. It allows us to connect our thinking brain to our feeling brain and, quite literally, draw out the subconscious thoughts, feelings, and beliefs that need to be heard. In each episode, I'll share a piece of my artwork along with the free association writing I did in response to the image. Then at the end, you'll get a little bit of encouragement from your future self as I invite you to join me in imagining what message she may have for you today. This is real, raw, and vulnerable because in my experience, that's what it takes to truly heal. Let's get to it. Hey there, Overcomer. It's good to be back here with you today. The last several episodes, I've been following a different format as I was taking you through more information about my group coaching program, The Redefined Process. And starting today, we're easing back into my regular routine of sharing about my art and writing process where I hear from different parts of my past and present self, and then also share a message from an imagined future version of you at the end of the episode. But before I dive back into reflecting on some of my past artwork, I thought that today I'd share a brief recording I made last year where I go through four key things that art has taught me about recovery from narcissistic abuse. Now, while there are countless personal, individual lessons I've learned and so much insight I've gotten over the years of using art in my healing journey, there are also bigger overarching themes, and I'm going to share four of them with you now. Now, as you listen to me list out the four things I've learned, I encourage you to reflect on which one sounds the most interesting to you. So which one stands out? Maybe it's one that you can relate to. You know, you've learned that one too. Maybe it's something you've heard me say before and hearing it again today is a good reminder to really contemplate how it relates to your life and how you can integrate it into your own healing. Or maybe you'll hear something that is totally a new concept for you and it piques your interest in that way. Either way, pick which one stands out to you and decide what action you're going to take from here. Because healing doesn't just come from listening, it requires some type of action. Then stay tuned to the end of the episode for a message from your future self. Here's thing number one that art has taught me about recovery from narcissistic abuse. I have learned that I don't need therapy for everything, right? We don't need it. We we deceive ourselves into thinking there's something magical about the therapy process and we can become dependent on our therapist. Now, don't get me wrong. Therapy is amazing. I'm a licensed art therapist. I, I work with clients. I have been a client in therapy off and on for many years. We need that but it is not the holy grail. It is not the fix all for everything. We need to learn to implement some skills ourselves. That's why it's my mission to teach the art and writing skills that I have learned to implement myself that have changed my life dramatically. 
I, it's my mission to teach those to other people to equip you with these skills. You can do this on your own. You can access all those limiting beliefs and subconscious emotions below the surface and rein in what feels out of control. Here is thing number two that art has taught me about recovery from narcissistic abuse. This will change your life. So all art media can be categorized on this spectrum from, from fluid to resistive. So more fluid media like paint, watercolor paint especially, then even like a soft chalk pastel where you can smear the chalk dust around to kind of markers and crayons are in the middle. There's oil pastels are a little more fluid, right? All the way to the resistive end like pencils, color pencils, graphite pencils, hammering two pieces of wood together, cutting paper for collage. Those are all more resistive. So this is what's magical. This is magical. Listen up, people. The more fluid art materials are emotive. They help us access our emotions. Literally, our brain gets more into our emotions, into our body. The resistive media, it helps you control things. It helps you control your emotions. Experiment with that. Here's thing number three that art has taught me about recovery from narcissistic abuse. It has taught me to be present in my body. We know that trauma is stored in our body, in our nervous system. So the most effective trauma treatments and even self-help activities are ones that engage our physical bodies. One way to do this is through the art media. I shared in yesterday's video about how fluid media can get us in our feelings and resistive media can help us rein it in and feel more in control. On top of that, try this, draw with both hands. Try writing in response to your artwork. Ask it questions, write down whatever comes to your mind. Try writing or drawing with your non-dominant hand. All of these activities will engage the right and left side of your brain. They can bring up some uncomfortable emotions, so make sure you have a way to get grounded, but this is a really effective way to use art to heal. Thing number four that art has taught me about recovery from narcissistic abuse. It's taught me to play, to let go, to trust my intuition. Narcissistic abusers have trained us, they've brainwashed us to not trust ourselves, to always defer to them, to please them, to not even consider our own wants and needs. We need to learn to trust ourselves again and we can do that within the safe space of the art making process. We can play, we can let go. I always say within the creative process, there is no impulse control required as long as you're not damaging property or damaging yourself or hurting others. Like you can do what you want within the safe space of of the piece of paper, of the artwork, you are free to let go, to practice what that feels like in your body, to trust yourself, to trust your decisions. Play with that, see what you can create. It's safe, trust yourself. Before we move on to imagine what message your future self might have for you today, I want to let you know how you can join me in this process of using art to redefine your identity. So it was after experiencing the power of this art and writing process myself that I decided to reverse engineer it to create a step-by-step -step program that you can follow too. I get so excited about this. I call it the redefined process because we're all about redefining, right? 
And it's all included this whole process in my monthly redefined membership, along with so much more. You're also going to get access to weekly coaching calls, community chat with other overcomers just like you. You'll have the option to schedule a one-on-one coaching session with me if you need more support and lots of other additional courses also included. Just search for Redefined by Jennifer Kramer in your app store or go to the link in the show notes to view the web-based version. I can't wait to see you there. A message from your future self. Looking back on where you are today and reflecting on the journey we've taken to reach the point in life where I am now, I see so many choices, difficult decisions, hard moments, and grief. I also see so many soft and beautiful moments, triumphs, and tremendous relief. And I see how you can feel overwhelmed and confused, losing sight of the beauty at times, because those good moments feel muddied and so mixed together with the hard things of life. As you continue to sift through the pain and beauty, the growth and grief, the loss and gain, I have one encouragement for you. Stay open. Keep your mind and heart ever ready to receive that next beautiful thought, feeling, or interaction. Look for it. Expect it. Because those hard times will come without effort, and it's often our default mindset to expect them. But sometimes we've got to look for the beauty, to beckon it to come near. There is so much newness all around you. Open the door wide and step right on in. This may feel risky, I know, but it's incredibly worth it. I'll be right there waiting on the other side of the door. Remember, those hard times will come, but look for the good. Thanks for listening in today. In this journey of healing after narcissistic abuse, it's so important that we allow space for our past, present, and future selves to speak. Today, you've gotten a glimpse into some messages I received from different parts of my subconscious brain that just needed to be heard, along with an encouraging message from an imagined future version of you. I hope there was something that resonated with you here and that you'll take it along with you on your own healing journey. Remember, you are an overcomer.